Good evening, evening, uh, wherever you are in the world and whenever you are catching up with this show. And the once again, I just can't thank you all enough for the amazing support with the downloads and um, uh, incredible messages we're getting as well. So I really appreciate the support. Um, hope you continue enjoying the show. But I know what the main reason for the uh, popularity and the rise of the show is, and it's down to our... Uh, co-hosts and none more so than uh, Prasang. Good afternoon to you, my friend. How are you today? Good afternoon, Bharat. As always, you're being a little too kind uh, with every passing show, but uh, doing really well here. Um, hopefully, you're doing well there as well. Well, when you're telling the truth, there's no kindness. It's just the truth. But uh, it's good to see you. How's your week been? At least you had it's a bit been... more work to do in terms of the test match. Yeah, I think we had uh, one more day's play, uh, which sort of uh, probably piled up the work a lot more as per what we discussed. But uh, I think both of us sort of were hoping that the match would go into the fourth day and, uh, you know, then we'd probably have a result. But it was a three-day affair. Um, no one's complaining, though. I think a few extra days of work doesn't, uh, extra days of rest doesn't hurt anyone. So, yeah, it was pretty good. I think uh, it was a good cricket match. Um, again, India again coming up on top. So, it wasn't pretty, it wasn't too surprising. But, uh, in the context of the World Test Championship, I think it's a fantastic result. So, the week's been good. Um, some good Vijay Azari cricket also going on. Um, and obviously, we have IPL in less than a month. So, really looking forward to the next few weeks. Yeah, and we will talk about the Vijay Azari trophy as well in the show. And quite rightly, because uh, your boys are doing you proud. And uh, But we've got to talk about our boys in blue who are doing us proud. And... Um, Another comfortable win and um, pretty similar to la uh, the third test. Um, uh, you know, prior to the um, test match, I was looking on Sky Sports on their regular cricket show and they were saying that you know they might be playing a batting wicket just to keep safe that uh, qualification to the final, not risk anything. But no, the pitch was still uh, a result-orientated pitch. Were you surprised by that or not? Not really, you know. I mean, uh, when, when you come to India, it's always going to be a surface which uh, sort of produces a lot of spin. Um, and that was what was on display. I think, uh, again, the England batsmen sort of their application was off. Um, I felt, you know, in terms of the way they played, some wickets were rather unfortunate. I think, um, obviously, Ollie Pop got out to a very strange dismissal and even Zach Rawley uh, got out in very similar fashion. So, I think they, had a, they, they didn't have luck their way. Uh, but having said that, uh, when when you win the toss and when you bat first and you score two not five, I think uh, that just means that uh, you have just handed a mental advantage directly to the opponents. And then for the uh, for uh, Rishabh Pant and Washington Sundar to come up and put up such amazing knocks and uh, take India to three sixty five, I think that was fantastic. And um, it was a it was a great overall performance. Uh, obviously, the spinners ruling the roost like we expected, and uh, it was a good uh, good win for India. I think. Yeah, and I think. Um... Well, especially here, but uh, it might be different in India. I think that knock from um, Rishabh Pant and uh, Washington um, was crucial because England in that time were looking to have um, hardly any lead, if not uh, give any lead to uh, India. Uh, that was a big, big partnership for us. Again, the game was in, in the balance at that time. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Washington Sundar uh, produced that sort of a knock even in Australia. You know, when the chips were down, he really put up his hand and uh, sort of produced that sort of an exact same innings. And he, he did the same here as well. I think um, a lot of people have applauded the way he's uh, come out with the bat. And that's that's come from a really young age. You know, uh, even at Sportskira, we had an interview uh, by, uh, one, by his childhood coach who was saying uh, from a very early age, you know, from the age of 13, he's faced uh, very fast bowlers at the MRF Pace Academy. And he's really grown up in that style. And Rishabh Pan's style, you know, we all know, uh, live by the sword, die by it. And there's absolutely nothing wrong in it. I think Rohit Sharma, even in the press conference, mentioned that uh, no one should be disappointed with the way Rishabh Pan got out. Because eventually, the, those 101 runs that he scored were really, really important in the context of things. I think it really changed the match on its head. And it obviously, you know, that uh, the one reverse coup or whatever you call it, I think Rishabh Pan should himself give a name to that shot. But... To hit a bowler who's taken over 600 wickets, one of England's best ever fast bowlers in in, in a long time, I think for him to reverse scoop him over the slip cordon is a fantastic um, uh, achievement. And, you know, I mean, it, it, it pretty much is one of the shots that should go in the Hall of Fame. So, uh, for him to achieve that at uh, the age that he is at and even Washington Sooner, I think it's fantastic for the future of Indian cricket as well. 
Yeah, that shot, um, uh, I, I don't know what to say about that shot. And I think even the look Anderson gave afterwards was a bit of a, uh, a shocked look as what's just happened here. But that is one uh, cricket shot that should be played as often as possible because, uh, like you say, against one of the best bowlers of all time, um, uh, only I think only Pant could have played that shot, to be honest. Um, and I want to talk about Sundar a bit more, but you brought up Pant. And um, has, you know, uh, your expectations of him now changed? Before, um, even prior to Australia, it used to be, you know, um, is he gonna, when's he going to play the bad shot? When's he going to get out? But has that now transitioned to let him play the way, the way he wants? Because he, let's face it, we talked about it on this show. He took a lot of criticism uh, for his batting and uh, some of his shots uh, selection. Uh, but has that now been removed permanently or is it sport is one of those that people have short memories? Um, because, you know, you mentioned that uh, he plays that fearless cricket and um, it's been paying off. But obviously there will be a, a time when um, it might not pay off. Um, but what's the perception in India now about Bunt? I think Pant's Pant certainly more than a hero uh, here back in India because, uh, you know, what he's done in uh, so little time, especially low down the order, it's very, very hard, you know. There are a lot of things he's had to deal with. First of all, he's had to fill the shoes of MS Dhoni, which is obviously something that uh, a lot of people can't even comprehend, uh, forget taking the role by itself. So, for him to fill in the shoes of uh, MS Dhoni, he's also had to cope with a lot of criticism about his weight and how he looks. Um, he's received a lot of sledges, even from the Australian team, the England team. Um, he's had to cope with a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of the uh, irritation of the Indian management in some sense because he wasn't scoring at one point in time. He didn't have a great IPL, but for him to come and produce these knocks, you know, first in Australia and now in uh, in India against England, I think is a fantastic. Um, uh, that that's Rishabh Pant's trademark, you know. When when Virendra Sehwag was scoring the runs uh, the way he was. I don't think there was anyone complaining. You know, everyone just sat back and enjoyed. Uh, in fact, they were expecting people to play, uh, expecting him to play a lot more shots like that. So, Rishabh Pant's pretty much in a similar mold of Sevak, except he does just bat uh, down the order. And I don't think anyone should be afraid at all. Uh, you know, that's what Rishabh Pant brings to the table. And more often than not, he's going to click, uh, especially in the test format, because you don't see fielders um, standing back uh, too often. So, and more often than not, he tends to clear the uh, ropes. So, I think he's, he's a fantastic cricketer. Uh, he should just be allowed to play the way he is. If people make a fuss about Pujara needing to score more than 60-70 runs per 100 balls, I don't think it makes sense because that's the style of cricket that he's played from a very young age. Every certain cricketer has their own style in my opinion and uh, this is perfectly fine uh, what Rishabh Pant is doing. Yeah, and uh, the pundits here just could not um, talk highly enough of uh, Pant and another new talent that India, I was, well, they were turning it, has, um, has found. Um, and um, they're even going to the extent that he could be uh, the best wicketkeeper batsman, um, that, you know, not of all time, but could challenge uh, the likes of Gilchrist and obviously our own MS. Um, really high praise already and um, I'm proud to say that our show how, has always backed uh, Rishabh um, you know even when he was uh, getting a lot of flack you know we said you know keep uh, keep faith with him and um, it's paying off now um, and I think uh, the way that he sealed uh, his position because um, Saha was obviously the number one choice for test matches and um, and we'll talk about the T20 team because Gael obviously became our wicketkeeper in that format. But with these performances, he's really put himself as number one wicketkeeper in all formats. Would you agree? Absolutely. I think um, KL Rahul was only given the gloves because, uh, you know, we had too many options to pick from. Uh, we had Rishabh Pan, we had Sanju Samson. Obviously, KL Rahul, given that he bats uh, the top of the order, and he can also keep, that was an advantage. And uh, you couldn't really keep someone like Hardik Pandya out. So, to have another finisher apart from Hardik Pandya was always going to be a tough choice. But now with Rishabh Pan doing so well, I think it's absolutely uh, improbable to sort of keep him out of the playing 11 across formats. And especially in the T20 format, uh, which it, which just looks like, uh, you know, it's, it's the way that he plays all the time. So, um, I just hope that they pick him for all the five T20s because uh, he's a fantastic talent. Um, if he combines with the likes of Hardik Pandya and obviously Virat Kohli, uh, Shreya Sayar or whoever comes in that middle order, you know, we have so many choices for this tour. Um, I think he's, he's going to be a fantastic prospect for the coming years. And uh, that's, you know, that's the way he bats. He's always going to entertain and I really, really hope that uh, he's back for all five T20s in the series.
yeah, and I think um, the chances, well, unless they want to give him a rest, and we'll talk about rotation in a bit because that's not worked for England. But we've got to talk a little bit more about Washington and, um, you know, his performances coming down at number seven or number eight. And um, I think it was uh, Coach uh, Sassari uh, or uh, Virat even was talking really highly of him. They could be a, a proper number six batsman. Um, you've seen him um, back in domestic cricket and obviously we've seen him in the IPL. His progression has been just as, well, nearly as brilliant as, if not as the same as uh, Rishabh as well. Uh, the unfortunate thing is that he's playing for his position against um, uh, Jadeja, but uh, you know what my thought, well, Anak, sir, obviously, and he's got a lot of competition, but do you think he can play at number six and be a batsman? Yeah, absolutely. You know, when, whenever you have an all-rounder, it's always a plus fair team. I think um, over the years, uh, we've sort of dropped the idea of specialist players and we're sort of looking for players who can add extra dimensions to the team. And that's why I think England have been a little successful over the years. Of course, the, England, the India series um, isn't at all a testament of uh, how they've played over the years because they've been very successful with the depth that they have in batting and bowling. And I think, uh, as you rightly mentioned, the rotation policy certainly hasn't helped them one bit. But yeah, look, I mean, Washington Sundar is a great prospect. I think um, the way that he bats, he has so much composure. Um, he can take on the bowlers. He's not afraid to take them on. He's not afraid to score runs off good deliveries. So I think he's a great talent. But my only, uh, you know, if I'm to put it in a sense, I think my only worry is that he probably doesn't have too many variations for the test format. Um, and uh, the line... In terms the line of his bowling. That he, yeah, with, with his bowling. Um, you know, he probably doesn't have too many variations. And... Uh, that might just work in T20 cricket because he bowls stump to stump and uh, he just needs to pull four overs. But if he's to nail down that spot, I think uh, he'll probably need to work a little bit more on his bowling. Or, you know, it might just be a case of him being underbowled considering the way Akshar and Ashwin sort of went about their business in the test matches. But yeah, I, I think he certainly need. I mean, for him to prove that he's a proper number six candidate, he'll have to bowl a lot more. And um, with Jadeja coming back, with Hardik Pandya also in the scheme of things, I think it'll be interesting to see who they're back as that number six player. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and uh, But it's, it's just, we keep talking about the bench strength of Indian cricket, and we'll talk about it a bit more as well. It's just getting stronger and stronger. And they mentioned it here as well that, you know, India, and we've said it before, India could quite easily field two teams in all formats, and they'd be two very, very good teams. Um, but um, in terms of... Um, the, the, the result and obviously I saw uh, Coach Lassery's, um press conference afterwards and um, the fact that we qualified for the World Test Championship despite the ICC trying their best uh, to uh, avoid India qualifying or that might be a harsh controversial statement but to change in the uh, rules or what have you but Coach Lassery was quite you know adamant that there's we're number one in everything in terms of the test matches uh, the World Test Championship table uh, the ICC table um and but it's been an incredible performance because they had to go to australia and win and then they had to come uh, back home and beat england uh 2-1 3-1 um it was it's been an incredible winter well our winter here in terms of india's performances in the past um few months in test cricket yeah i think it's been fantastic you know and uh, the the fact that you know they've come out of the um Lockdown, they haven't had a lot of cricket. They've had to deal with injuries. Obviously, they carried a big squad of players. And uh, apart from everyone, I think Karthik Tiyagi was the only one who pretty much missed out on a match. So, for all these players to sort of put up their hand and say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to perform when given the chance. I think Natarajan's a prime example of that. He was the top wicket taker in the T20I series. Um, I think he grabbed the opportunity with both hands. And the way Shubman Gill's also grown as a player, you know, at the top of the order. Uh, Prithvisha obviously failed in the first uh, game against Australia and then right after that, um, he was dropped. So, he, to keep out a player like Mayant Agarwal from the side, you know, who's, uh, who looked really good when he initially started, I think Shukman Gill's come up the ranks very quickly. And I think that's a great sign for Indian cricket, you know, that uh, there's a lot of talent to pick from, as you said. The bench strength is fantastic and, um, you know, a lot of credit has to go to the way Virat Kohli has sort of pushed this team, you know. Um, he, he's imbibed that winning spirit. Test matches are no more about dull and sore draws. Uh, they, they always push for a win. And uh, that's the type of captain that Virat Kohli is. We saw that even in the way uh, India played, despite his absence too, you know, they were pushing for a win. They wanted to score runs. They wanted to pick wickets. So, I think um, Indian cricket certainly uh, has a very, very bright future. And uh, considering the way that we won in Australia and then now that we won in India, I think um, 
it's fantastic and uh, it's going to be a very very exciting uh, world test championship provided that in, uh, england don't put up a grass field uh, for the final uh, which is going to happen in southampton no i don't think they will be able to, at um, the rose bowl it's not known uh, for that i think it will probably um, even it up actually lords would have favored new zealand for definite uh, but um, and Virat's been getting a lot of praise um, for his support of Test cricket and how passionate he is about Test cricket here as well. Um, and um, the series against Australia and this series against England, I think, has just boosted the popularity if it needed uh, any more boosting in terms of um, Test cricket. Um, but in terms of England, um, what's been the reaction there in terms of England's? Um, um, team and performance and obviously the rotation policy uh, because talk here has been obviously now that uh, in England it's not paid off in terms of the rotation policy that they prioritise the T20 World Cup and the uh, series against Australia the Ashes series um, what's been the reaction there in terms of England and everything that surrounds it well, I, I don't think there have been too many complaints, but it's just uh, probably a feeling of bewilderment uh, to some extent because I don't think anyone can understand why uh, you know England wouldn't play their full-strength squad with the World Test Championship, Championship on the line. I mean, especially in the fourth test, I think I was taken aback uh, with the fact that they played Ben Stokes as their second pacer. You know, He hasn't bowled much in recent times and obviously he was completely tired out. We could all see that. Um, but, you know, uh, that's the champion player that Ben Stokes is. And I think England got really lucky uh, with the fact that Ben Stokes was able to give more than just this 100% and uh, throw himself on the field, bowl those tough overs with the new ball, with the old ball. Um, I think if it had been anyone else, it would have been very, very hard for England to sort of get those important wickets. Um, and Ben Stokes really must get a lot of credit for the way he bowled and for the way he um, sort of exhibited and sort of held himself on the field. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, overall, I think it's been ex extremely surprising because it's never happened like this in India, you know. We've never had a rotation policy as such. I think only once Bumrah was arrested for workload management. Um, apart from that, there's never been a case of rotation policy. You know, we haven't uh, changed the bowling attack in, for every test match, every ODI. It hasn't worked like that. And uh, I don't think that's something that's necessary, especially moving forward, um, because right now, uh, given all the bio bubbles and all of that, I think, uh, especially outside of uh, England, maybe, you know, if you look at other countries, uh, we're probably going to have a bit more um, relaxed rules. Hopefully, it eases out in England as well. But um, I don't think rotation policy should really be an issue. Um, although Sam Curran thinks differently and he said he really enjoyed all that time that he had with his family and uh, now he's fresh and back. So, um, in India, it's it's still all a confusion, uh, more of bewilderment, thinking about why England went in with such a plan. But no one's complaining because eventually it helped uh, India win. A lot of people have started to complain here, obviously, after the result. Um, because, you know, uh, rotating Moin, Stowe, Josh, uh, it just didn't make sense. And the team selection also, they, I mean, the common uh, statement was that they were picking team, uh, the uh, playing 11 for the previous test match. So yeah. um, they weren't reading the pitch well, um, the selection. So a lot of things, I mean, it happens, obviously, on a long tour and when you start losing. But they had a winning start and they couldn't build on it. They had the opportunity to really cause an upset. Uh, but I think this rotation policy did uh, mess them up quite a bit uh, because Moyne played in that test match, then went home. John Best was reluctantly uh, chosen for the last test match. And you can see the confidence in the young man um just drained and um yeah and fair play to um stokes uh, he was absolutely gone I, I think he was on his uh, last legs when he was bowling but it, it just shows uh, his commitment uh but yeah a lot of uh, issues around england and how they managed the team over the winter um, a lot of criticism coming now uh, a lot of things spoken about the um, Obviously, it'll all be forgotten if England win the T20 World Cup and the Ashes series goes really well. So that will be the real test of whether not prioritising the India tour um, was worth it. Because um, from all the talk, that's what uh, their, their two goals are. And that's what they're working towards. But um, that's a lot of faith. Like you said, they had a chance of qualifying for the final of the World Test Championship. But... Um, they didn't think it was realistic, so they went in with this uh, system. And they, they mentioned the bubble, but the Indian players have been in a bubble as well, haven't they, since pretty much the IPL. They went straight into a hard bubble in Australia, then it's opened up a little bit, and they've been in a bubble in 
uh, India as well. Um, so yeah, it's it's how the players have um, reacted to being in a bubble, and obviously a couple of the England players have struggled and um, asked for time out, uh, but it's not paid off. But like I said, the test will be uh, once the World T20 uh, Cup um, is played out and the Ashes, and see if it's um, worked or not. Otherwise, there will be questions asked. Uh, but moving to the World Test Championship um, in June um, in Southampton, which I'm happy about. Like I said, I think the Lords would have favoured New Zealand. But New Zealand, even the day of power in, at home, are not the same when they play away. And I think um, playing at the Rose Bowl will um, give us a good chance of um, having this incredible record of winning another ICC tournament. I think we're the first team that will have played in all of the ICC tournament finals. Uh, somebody put a tweet out. I think even the women's team have played in every single ICC tournament final. Uh, but this is another incredible achievement by the team. Um, how much are you looking forward to the World Test Championships and uh, playing the Kiwis? I'm really looking forward to it, you know, because uh, all the cricket New Zealand have played uh, has been at home and all their terrific performances so far has been at home. And uh, all the talk about the pace quartet of, uh, you know, Saudi, Bolt, Wagner and uh, Jameson, all of that has been at home and, uh, you know, obviously how they perform outside is something that uh, we're all looking forward to. Um, I think obviously the England uh, England conditions will favour New Zealand considering that they are seeming and uh, bouncy tracks. But having said that, India played enough cricket in England. I think um, the conditions will be known to all by then. Players will be fully fit. I don't think the pandemic and the bubble effect will have too much of a say on uh, how the players are. Uh, mentally or physically uh, and they'll be uh, very fit for game time. So, considering that it's a one-off test match, I think it's going to be very interesting. Um, hopefully, the batsmen can sort of ward off that new ball threat, uh, which is very, which is going to be very important. But um, now that you talk about, uh, you know, picking us, uh, picking a side for the previous test, I think uh, it's about time Monty Panesar came out of retirement. Uh, if you followed the Legends game that happened uh, yesterday, uh, he picked up three wickets in uh, and in four overs for 15 runs. And even Peterson looked like uh, he was going to be picked ahead of Alex Hales uh, for the T20 series. So, yeah, I mean, all jokes apart, I think uh, England certainly have a very, very good chance in the T20 series. They squandered whatever chance they had in the Test series. I think uh, the rotation policy really hurt them a lot more than uh, how much they hoped that it would help them. So, um, it's going to be a very exciting final for sure because New Zealand are certainly a strong side. But how they perform outside um, New Zealand is going to be uh, something to watch out for. And obviously, they'll be already here uh, in England because I think they've got a couple of test matches. So, they'll have got acclimatised and we'll see how early the um, Indian boys come here. Uh, but in a one-off test, uh, you never know. And um, I'm going into that match with a lot of confidence. I'm not sure if fans will be allowed. Um, there's no decision. I was looking on the site yesterday about match tickets and what have you, but nothing's been announced. Uh, we'll have to wait and see uh, because I can imagine that being a sellout. It's a beautiful, beautiful ground uh, to watch cricket and um, hopefully uh, they'll allow um, some supporters in, if not um, uh, a capacity crowd, depending where we are with the pandemic here. The country is meant to go back to normal on the 21st of June, which is the fourth or fifth day of the test match. Uh, but I know they're allowing some allowances uh, for test events uh, prior to that. So we'll see if the uh, World Test Championship is included. But I did hear or read about a comment that the Indian team prefers to be in a bubble. Um, so I don't know what um, will pan out and we'll see. But something to look forward to and uh, a fantastic achievement by the boys uh, to get to the final. Um, and But we move on now to um, the T20. And you mentioned... Um, uh, England will take this a lot seriously, and I totally agree. Uh, like I said, it's, it's prioritised winning the uh, T20 World Cup. Uh, the series starts tomorrow. Um, how much are you looking forward to it? How much will the, this squad influence the final squad that will be starting for India in the World Cup? Yeah, I mean, um, when uh, when when you see, when you have an overall look at the squads, I think uh, they're very very well balanced. Um, Obviously, India will be missing the services of Bumrah, um, you know, and obviously, uh, considering that uh, Natarajan also might, we're hearing reports that he might miss the entirety of the T20 series. Um, it's going to be uh, pretty hard, I think, uh, for the Indian bowlers to sort of come back to form. Mohamed um, Shami, obviously, um, uh, we've got Deepak Chahar. So, you know, there are some interesting inclusions. And in the batting, we've got Ishan Kishan, we've got Suri Kumar Yadav. 
a few players uh, you know who've been on the fringes of the national side but they haven't made it but this time they've made the cut um very interesting to see how they pick the squad because uh, they've all shikhar dhawan is coming back you've got kl rahul who didn't play a single test match you've got hardik pandya who looks to be hitting the ball well in the nets and uh, seems to be bowling with a different action so a lot of permutations and combinations for the indian team to consider um i think uh, it's going to be very very exciting to see the team that they put up on 12th when uh, we have the first t20 but uh, england also you know very very well balanced um, i think uh, iron morgan will obviously be itching to go um, a lot of the players uh, sam karan especially you know did mention in the press conference that he's uh, feeling a lot more uh, energetic than probably what he was um, earlier so uh, it'll be a very very keenly contested series i feel um, although the home conditions might just uh favor the indian team uh under the lights um yeah and um uh, you, you, like i said england now prioritized uh, t20 world cup and a lot of these players are coming off um uh, having played in the big bash as well so that uh, our boys on play t20 cricket um since the ipl i don't think too many played well hardly any of them played in the mustard valley trophy uh so it'll be interesting to see but i think this will be a much much stronger test for india and it'll give us a good uh, idea as to uh, obviously the world cup a lot of things can happen uh, but it'll give us a good uh, foundation as to where these two teams are because they will be challenging for the trophy uh, when it comes to the world cup um i'm going to try something different today um and we'll see if it works and on the podcast uh, we'll try and make it as descriptive as possible but what i wanted to do was um make uh, prasan the chairman of the uh, selection team i want him to put him i want to put him in the uh, uh in the uh, meeting with virat and coach sastri and uh pick the team for tomorrow so we're going to try something different um and um i don't know if you can see this um uh program that we've uh, brought up where you will be picking the 11 I was trying to find the word as to what we can call this but this is a bit of an interactive team selection for you for us and so um I don't know if you can see this because obviously we're talking uh, via zoom uh, no I I can't see it it you'd be able to people watching on YouTube either now or later will be able to see uh we've got 11 um, and um I want you to um help out um Virat and um coach Sastri and pick your 11 for tomorrow Um I've given you a head start in the sense that we've I've given you Rohit as number 1 I don't think there are any issues around that uh but in terms of number 2 obviously uh the question will be between KL and Shekhar um where do you who who would you pick um and why Yeah I think I'm I'm certainly going to go with Shekhar the one at least for the first T20 I uh, you know with all the experience that he <laughs> that he brings to the table um he struck a very good partnership with uh, rohit sharma and if you're looking at um, you know this t20 series for the world t20 as a probably like a dress rehearsal uh, there isn't anyone who's performed better in icc tournament so shikhar dhawan is going to be the opener along with rohit and obviously the skipper will come in at number 3 um do you agree yeah absolutely i don't think there's a better number 3 than uh, virat kohli in uh, t20 cricket and uh, who is your number 4 because uh, obviously number 4 i'm i'm really i'm really tempted to go with surikumar yadav you know uh, obviously all that he's done in the ipl uh, all that he sort of brought for, brought to the table uh, you know in in terms of performances but i don't think they'll rush him in yet um, they'll probably give him a little feel of how the indian team atmosphere is and all of that uh, and considering that there is shreya sayar and kl rahul also uh, to pick from who've been good performers I really feel they might just uh, go with uh, Shreya Sayer at number four. So you're going to uh, stick with a tried and tested uh, Shreya Sayer at number four because, like you said, Surya Kumar, uh, he, he deserves a, a look in, doesn't he? Some somewhere down the line. Absolutely, he certainly deserves it because you know there's been a lot of talk around uh, what he can bring to the table and um, you know how he can perform basically in, in terms of uh, what he. uh brings with the bat so he's a is a great prospect i think it's fantastic that he's got a place in the side but he might just need to wait to sort of make his debut in the side aren't you got number 5 number 5 i'm i'm going with uh, rishabh pant i guess it'll be 5 and 6 will be rishabh pant and uh, hardik pandya 
the finishers in the side pretty much. I think uh, that they're just going to obviously walk into the side both of them. So, um, in terms of um, Ishan and KL, what would you say to them? I think Ishan Kishan doesn't, uh, I mean, probably he's not expecting a, a spot in the side straight away. Um, you know, given that he's just been called into the side, obviously, there are two keepers, uh, you know, even if you consider KL Rahul as a keeper ahead of um, Ishan Kishan. Um, so, obviously, it's going to be either of KL Rahul or Ishan Pan. So, um, Ishan Kishan will need to wait for his chances. But as for KL Rahul, again, it, it's probably going to be a choice of um, who, who the Indian team trusts better at that number four position. To be very honest, I'm not too sure of Shreya Sayer, the T20 batsman, because um, he hasn't really, he didn't have a great IPL. Obviously, IPL 2020 uh, wasn't a great season for him. Uh, but having said that, I think uh, the experience that he brings and the fact that he's captain Mumbai quite a few times um, will probably give him the spot ahead of KL Rahul. But if KL Rahul comes in at the number four position, I won't be surprised either. But I feel Shreya Sayer might just get the nod ahead of Rahul and Rahul will probably need to wait for his chances down the line. And this again goes back to our bench strength uh, when you are leaving out these top, top players and up and coming players as well. Um, how do you think the bowling will go in terms of uh, the combination between uh, seam and uh, a spin, a 3 2 combination in with Fagum? And yeah, I've got a feeling they're going to go with two spinners. Um, obviously, considering the fact that we're going to be playing in India, I think uh, they'll. I'm not too sure if they might go with Aksar Patel because. Uh, you know, he had a fantastic IPL, there's no doubt about it. And uh, he's obviously done really, really well in the test series as well. Um, so, it, it's probably going to be a toss-up between Aksar Patel and Washington Sundar. Um, but considering the way that, uh, you know, Aksar Patel bowled in the IPL and the fact that he's coming into the series on the back of a terrific test performance, I think they just might go with Aksar Patel ahead of um, Washington Sundar. And um, are you saying Chahal is a shoo-in? He's one of these that is penned in. Absolutely. Chahal, Chahal walks in his side. He's absolutely undroppable in the T20 format. And uh, yeah, for me, he walks in. And while we're talking about the spinners, I read this morning that uh, Varun Chakravarti has failed his fitness. And um, that's really disappointing news, isn't it? Um, that he was selected, but there's um, these issues around his um, fitness levels. Yeah, it's really unfortunate. I think uh, probably because he he got married very recently. I guess uh, there was there was news that he got married uh, pretty recently, just after the after the IPL. And uh, I mean, I don't know. Probably just like throwing things out there. But yeah, I, obviously it's going to have a toll if you're not practicing much and if you're not uh, playing a lot of cricket. So uh, and obviously two kilometers. I think in what eight eight minutes is this uh, yeah. is the standard for. Uh, Finishing the two kilometers, which is obviously around, you need to take less than four minutes per kilometer, which is absolutely not easy at all. So, um, unfortunate for Varun Chakravarti, obviously, age is not something that is on his side. But having said that, he's obviously a mystery spinner. He brings a lot to the table. Obviously, he's been trusted a lot at KKR with uh, Dinesh with Dinesh Karthik when he was at the helm of affairs. So he'll certainly have a comeback. But I think it's a good opportunity for someone like Rahul Chahar, who's probably going to replace Chakravarti in the lineup. In the actual starting lineup or in the squad? Uh, sorry. In the lineup uh, to start the game or in the squad? No, no, in in the squad, in the squad. I don't think they look beyond these three uh, in Aksar Patel, Sundar, or Yuzvendra uh, Chahal to sort of uh, give them that depth in the T20 uh, playing eleven. So, in terms of uh, the seam bowlers, um, you got Bovi coming back after a long time. Uh, Jahar Thakur. Uh, no Trajan, uh, he's still got to pass his fitness, I think, as well. Um, who are your three that you will um, play tomorrow? And um, Sanya, of course. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to go with Bhune uh, Sarkumar, Deepak Chahar and uh, Saini. Um, how much? That's five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Yeah, There's, so three pacers, two, uh, two spinners. And probably we'll also have uh, another quick in the form of Hartik Pandya if he can bowl. But that's the interesting thing, you know, if, if Hardik Pandya is fit and ready to bowl and he can give you four overs, they're probably going to find a way to fit KL Rahul in at number five and push uh, Pant and uh, Pandya to six and seven. So, that's going to be very interesting, but um, I'm not sure, you know, because Hardik Pandya obviously hasn't bowled too much. So, they might not want to risk him uh, this early. So, I'm probably going in with three paces, uh, Deepak Chahar, um, uh, Bhurneshwar Kumar and Deep Saini for this match. Um, I would I would come for Shardul because he 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 can throw the bat a bit, but no. 
Capable of the bat, and obviously, uh, Shardul Dawker scoring that 92 was, yeah, I think it was 92 that he scored in the Vijay Hazare. Um, really has made a case for him. But I, I think Saini's extra pace can really work well. Uh, and obviously, Deepak Chahar and Bhuvneshwar Kumar have been tested, and they can pretty much uh, manage the workload towards the death over. So that's why I'm going with these three. But I wouldn't be too surprised if they pick Shardul Dawker for that extra batting at the expense of Saini. So. Um, Bhuneshwar and Deepak Chahar are certainly nailed in, uh, but for me, I think uh, they would they could probably go with Saini ahead of uh, Shardul Dakur. And once again, uh, we'll see what happens um, tomorrow. But this is a an in- incredibly strong T20 team, just as it is. But then you've got to factor in that um, there'll be three players that would normally walk into the side, which is, um, in my opinion, anyway, uh, Ravi Jaradja. Humra and Shami. Um, incredible bench strength, and we keep mentioning about it, but those three would walk into the team, wouldn't they? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, it's going to be very hard for that uh, all-rounder, whoever it is tomorrow, uh, day after when they play, uh, either a Faksar Patel or uh, Washington Sundar, whoever makes the cut, I think um, they'll know at the back of their mind that once Dadeja is back in the side, uh, you know, it'll be very hard to keep him out. And of course, uh, it'll be basically this is going to be a testing period for Bonesha to see how he's um, recovered from the injury. Um, and Deepak Chahar to sort of prove his worth uh, apart from the new ball, you know, because Deepak Chahar hasn't been exactly uh, in his elements, especially he wasn't in his elements in the IPL apart from bowling with the new ball. So, uh, interesting to see how they go about things. Uh, obviously, when Shami and Bumrah come back, um, they're going to walk into the team, like you mentioned. So, uh, this is an interesting testing period for all these players and hopefully they take the opportunity in both hands and uh, put up good performances. Yeah, and I'm really looking forward to it. I think I said in the last time, I'm looking forward to this more uh, than the test series. Um, obviously, the test series was brilliant, but I think this will be a lot more competitive. I think the first test match was a bit of a blip, but I, you called it actually. You expected India to win quite comfortably. Uh, you got another uh, prediction right. Let's not forget that as well. Um, but moving on now on to um, domestic cricket and the ongoing uh, BJ Zara Trophy, which has got to the semi-final stage. Um, we've got one team from Gujarat, but the bigger news is your boys are there as well. Um, what's been your thoughts on the Vijay Zara Trophy and the batsmen, including um, your main man there, Devda? He's on an incredible streak of runs. Um, what's it been like following uh, your team there? Yeah, I mean, it, it's been very good, I think, uh, you know, because the Saeed Mushtaq Ali, all the talk was about how the batsmen couldn't, um, you know, put up a good show, they couldn't buy a run. Um, you know, it was all left to the middle order all the time. But this time, it's been all about the top three, you know, apart from Devdat Parikal, who obviously is in great form. Uh, he scored four centuries in a row, you know, obviously even Ravi Kumar Samar's looking fantastic. I think he uh, even scored a 192 in the recent game. Um, they're all looking great, you know, Ravi Kumar Samar, who's leading the side for the first uh, first time. Uh, generally, pressure gets to a player when they're captain, but Samar's sort of uh, taken that in his stride. Uh, and he's really using that to pump himself up. I even spoke to him just before the tournament and he said uh, he was really looking forward to the challenge. And uh, that's exactly what he's done. You know, he scored heaps of runs. Um, I think the fact that Devdat Parikal is obviously a lot more well-known uh, in the Indian cricket circles because of what he's done in the IPL uh, is probably overshadowing what Samarth has done with the bat. But uh, Samarth looked fantastic. I think he's a very technically um, driven player. And same is the case with KV Siddharth as well. Um, you know, the top three are looking in great form. I think it's going to be a great clash because Mumbai also, the batsmen are looking fantastic. Um, Prithvi Shaw looks to be taking revenge against the selectors with every match that he steps onto the field uh, with the 185 and the 200 and all that he's been scoring. So, it's going to be a very, very tough clash. Uh, there's no doubt about it. I think Mumbai will be easily Karnataka's toughest opponents in this season. Um, and I think likewise for Mumbai as well, you know, um, Karnataka will give them a really big challenge. Uh, Abhimanyu Mithun is down with an injury. We're not too sure if he's going to be back for the uh, semi. But having said that, uh, there's a lot of bench strength there in the Karnataka team. And hopefully that proves enough to sort of um, get us over the line in the semi. Yeah, I've been uh, really impressed. I mean, uh, obviously I didn't know anything about uh, Sarmat, uh, but he's opening with Yeldad. And I think they're both averaging around, um, well, over 150 each. 
So they've got both incredible tournaments. They're giving you the starts. They're giving you the foundation um, for these wins. Um, what can you, can you tell us a bit more about some of them, where he's come from and um, how is he a young man? Yeah, Samarth isn't exactly young. Um, he's probably around 27, 28, I guess. Um, uh, obviously, he's been in the Karnataka cricket circles for a long time. He also played for India A. Um, okay. He's he's a purebred opener, you know. He's a very, very technically apt batsman. I think um, uh, in the Karnataka team, I, I, I'd stretch out on a limb and say he's probably the most technically sound batsman, uh, probably along with, um, you know, KV Siddharth. Uh, so these, I mean, Samar's been, um, you know, sort of a workhorse uh, for a long, long time. Uh, he scored a lot of, lot of runs. I think he was also on the selectors' radar, but he's for some reason always missed out on the bus. And uh, hopefully, this season really uh, pushes a point as to who he is, and that's the strength of the Karnataka team. You know, over the years, we've seen guys like Kail Rahul, Manish Pandey, uh, Mayank Agarwal making the side, and even it's good to see Manish Pandey and Krishna Pagautam back with the Karnataka team. They'll certainly add a lot of depth, but Samarth uh, leading the side for the first time. Um, he's a very, very astute, uh, you know, a student of the game, and uh, you know the, the way that he probably approaches his cricket is very different to what uh, anyone else does. And um, unfortunately, it's it's very sad. I think uh, uh, to be very honest, I'm frustrated with the way BCCI sort of um, planned this whole tournament. You know, uh, they're missing out on telecasting a lot of very important matches because. Um, not to say that uh, probably an Andhra versus Gujarat match is not important, but they would have obviously got a lot more spectators or you know, even viewers in that sense if they had probably telecasted Karnataka versus Kerala. So um, I think there is a telecast of Karnataka versus Mumbai um, when the match happens tomorrow. And uh, if, if uh, all your viewers are free, then you should certainly watch the match because of the quality that's going to be on offer. I also have to ask you about Deirdre. Um, and obviously, um... Player that he's going to be uh, facing quickly. Uh, they've had an incredible uh, tournament in terms of runs and particles um, series of uh, scores is unbelievable. Um, how and we've talked about the bench strength as well for the Indian team. And uh, when you talk about you know they're both in that opening slot, it takes a lot for them to be keep keep on motivating or did you know because what I'm trying to get is. How far away are they from getting into the squad, let alone the first team? Uh, it, it's going to be difficult. There's no doubt about it. Because um, obviously, considering the way Indian cricket uh, you know, works in, in a calendar year, you have the Vijay Zare, you have the Saif Mustakali, uh, you have the Dilip Trophy, you have so many tournaments. Um, apart from that, you also obviously have the IPL. You have the own state tournaments, which uh, you know there are so many scouts all the time. So, for a player to sort of be that consistent and perform in every tournament and earn a spot in the Indian squad, level on the playing 11 is going to be a very, very difficult task. And uh, to see the likes of Hardik Pandya, KL Rahul, unable to find a spot in the playing 11, um, I, I think it's going to be very, very difficult for some of them to perform and uh, consistently rather to get a spot. But having said that, I think a lot of people um, have agreed in unison that Prithvi Shah and Padikal could be the next Rohit Sharma and, the, and uh, Shikhar Dhawan in the Indian side because... Obviously, both of them are very young. They have a lot of uh, cricket ahead of them. And uh, Rohit Sharma and uh, Shikhar Dhawan aren't in their 20s. Um, they're certainly not walking into the evening of their careers yet. But having said that, they probably will be around only for like maybe three or four more years. Um, um, you know, if, even if they're not playing consistently. So, uh, Padikal and Shah definitely have a bright future. And uh, it wouldn't be too much of a surprise if we see them opening together in the near future. That'd be an awesome, incredible um, opening partnership. Just thinking about it, uh, but I'm just more worried about their way in. But you know, like you say, they they are young; they've got time on their side. Uh, but do you also think that the IPL has helped keep these players motivated? Because that doing well in domestics, okay, we'll get an IPL contract, and obviously, then that results in them getting the payment or the money that they deserve that they would have got if they got into the national team. So, do you think that's helped in that way of keeping the motivation going? I think uh, there are there are two schools of thought in uh, in terms of this discussion because a lot of times I've seen a lot of experts, you know, mention uh, on air that a lot of these players, uh, you know, probably they they just say that they want, <coughs> sorry, they just say that they want to play for India, but at the same time they're probably satisfied with playing in the IPL, you know, because of the fame that it brings. 
um, you know, the, the money that it brings them. Um, and uh, at some point, obviously, you know, they, they might uh, they might think that uh, there's, there's a lot of competition in the Indian team and they might not be able to make the cut. So they're happy playing the IPL. But yes, obviously playing the IPL brings about a lot of exposure. A lot of these players have been picked out from the IPL. I think prime examples of uh, Rahul Tevatia, Hishan Kishan, Surikumar Yadav, Deepak Chahar. Some of these guys have uh, really come out right from the IPL. So in some sense, I think IPL is obviously the breeding ground for all uh, young cricketers to sort of um, perform and uh, uh, stamp their authority in some sense in the Indian cricket circles. And obviously from there, make the jump to the national side. But um, there's a lot of competition. There's no doubt about it. Uh, It's just a matter of patience and perseverance to... Um, sort of pull through the tough times and even if you're overlooked, I think uh, Surikumar Yadav is a perfect example, you know, uh, he was overlooked for the Australian series uh, during the IPL and even then he went on to score runs and uh, he made all those gestures saying, I am here, I am here and finally he's picked for the Indian team. So, I'm sure if, if, if and when he gets the chance, he's going to set the stage on fire and that's just the case with any other cricketer who comes in through the IPL and makes the Indian team. Yeah, we saw the bench strength uh, in, the, in, in the series against Australia, how they came through. They just stood up. It was like they're used to that standard of uh, play. Uh, but I really hope Prithvi Shaw uh, makes it. Um, he's had a lot of ups and downs already in his very young career. Uh, but I saw that documentary and I was trying to look for it. Um, but it was either on Netflix or Amazon, one of the um, uh, providers. Um, and um, it, it showed Prithvi, I think I've talked about it on the show before, of when he was... Um, 9, 10, 11, something of that age. And um, the pressure he was being put on by his father to succeed. Um, so he, he's paid his dues already in terms of um, at this very, very young age. So I really hope that he comes, um, you know, makes it into the national team as a regular because, like I said, I think he's already paid his dues. Like, um, to be fair, I think if documentaries were made about a lot of these young players, they started young and they put in the hours uh, to get yeah. where they are. Uh, but I think he just highlighted it for me uh, as to what you have to go through to get to this level. But that moves us on to the IPL. And uh, we've got a schedule and you'll be able to see your main man, Maxwell, on day one um, winning for RCB. So you're going to be off to a really good start. 9th of April, have an enjoyable a uh, calm day beating uh, Mumbai Indians, the reigning champions, with your main gun? Well, I, I was just uh, thinking of it, you know, uh, right when you were talking about the bench strength. I think every single player of the Mumbai Indians is now in the international team. Uh, you know, if you look at it, I think Krunal Pandya is the only one and, uh, you know, who's not currently with any international team. Um, Rahul Chair, probably if he if, if he replaces Varun Chakravarti in the squad, he's also in the international team. Mumbai Indians are absolutely unbeatable. You know, it's always a scary prospect to face them. Look at their squad. I mean, Quinton Dickock, captain of the South Africa, of course, not now. Rohit Sharma, Suri Kumar Yadav, Ishan Kishan, Kairan Pollard, Hardik Pandya. You can name literally any single person in that side and everyone's in the international team in, in their country. Um, Trent Bolt, uh, you know, name, name the player and he's there in that international side. So... I don't think we've ever had a team as strong as the Mumbai Indians in, in the history of any franchise tournament, uh, let alone the IPL. Um, obviously, uh, the other tournaments probably don't get as much com- uh, exposure or um, advertisement as the IPL does, but um, you just have to give it to the Mumbai Indians. I think the scouting that they do, you know, uh, there's a very interesting stat that they've never spent over 10 crore for a single player in the history of the IPL. Um, Whereas oh, wow. every other team has spent 16 crore, uh, they've spent uh, 15 crore, the Chris Morris was bought for 16, uh, 16, 16 and a half. So in some sense, I think it, it's been it's been magnificent the way the Mumbai Indians have uh, gone about their business. And obviously the players that they've picked have always performed. So it's certainly not going to be an easy task. Um, obviously, if Maxwell wins it for RCB, it'll be an icing on the cake. But having said that, it's not going to be easy. And uh, Considering that it's the season opener, I just hope somehow that RCB find a way to, um, uh, you know, break the drought and uh, win more matches and make the final and eventually lift the trophy for the first time. When I when I saw that first first picture, I thought, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it even more now uh, with RCB against the reigning champions. Um, just to uh, add to that list of players that you mentioned from Mumbai, don't forget they've got a certain Tendulkar in their squad this time as well. So, um, you know, uh, the list just goes on. But something uh, really to look forward to, a lot to look forward to actually, 
starting with the T20 series um, and then obviously the IPL and then the World Test Championships. So a lot to look forward to, a lot to talk about uh, as we move on. But today, as always, it's been an incredible insight. Really love talking to you, my friend. Um, any big plans for this week? Uh, obviously, the big game tomorrow. Is it tomorrow? Can I take a Mumbai? You'll be riveted and hoping for another win. But it should be a really good game, like you say. Yeah, it's going to be a fantastic game. I think uh, England's T20I squad is obviously a lot better and a lot more, I mean, uh, probably infuses a lot more confidence in uh, into their own setup um, when compared to their test setup, uh, test squad. Uh, it's going to be very exciting. I think uh, some very interesting teams. I'm just probably a little concerned for England about their bowling unit, but uh, we'll see into that when the time comes, you know. Um, it doesn't inspire much confidence, but uh, in India have a fantastic squad. I think uh, it's a great set of players. Uh, really looking forward to the T20 series. We've had a lot of test matches, uh, truly a lot of them. Uh, T20 cricket is a good change and hopefully we have a cracking five-match T20 series. I'm sure we will. And enjoy the game versus Mumbai as well uh, tomorrow. Uh, Prasant, thank you again so much for your time today. Really enjoyed talking to you. Have a brilliant week ahead. Thanks a lot. Thanks again for having me on the show. Always love you. Uh, you have a good day.